it'll pick up both of these easily. I'm guessing for around 70 bucks, right? So uh, let me see back in the past book section. Who reads books anymore? Okay, um, into the DVD section. Oh, FFFF Fringe. Okay, season one. Uh, $60? You gotta be kidding me. My wife only gives me an allowance of $75. There's no way I'm gonna be able to pick up Fringe. Well, what's Dollhouse? $50 for Dollhouse? It's only half a season. 13 episodes. Give me a break. I'm not gonna get, I can't get any of these. I get one, but I want both. <sighs> Wait a minute. What's that? Uh, hello? You mean I can get both of these for $70? Where, now, where's that? MySciFiStore.com MySciFiStore.com It enables me to get both of these for 70 bucks? I'm going there. Screw cars and bobble. I'm out of here. MySciFiStore.com Saving you money from here to the end of the universe. Welcome to the Dining at the End of the Universe podcast where we serve up all sorts of spicy conversations of the latest science fiction movies and television shows that we are watching. If you want to find out more about Dining at the End of the Universe, please visit DiningAtTheEndOfTheUniverse.com. Welcome to the Diner. Welcome to Dining at the End of the Universe, the podcast where we talk about stuff sci-fi. My name is Scott. And I am Miles P. McLaughlin. And we are your diner here tonight, or the sci-fi guys, or the sci-fi fanboys, whatever the heck you want to call us. And Miles is phoning in from some undisclosed location again. How's it going there, Miles? Doing fine. Doing fine. I guess I might have ticked some... Somebody off about trying to get them their uh, their prize for answering a trivia question a while ago. Um, so I'm on the I'm hiding right now. Yeah, you're hiding, and um, we put him on a permanent shore leave for now, so he's no longer with us in the area. But we still have radio communication, and uh, we will not tell you where he's at unless you pay me enough. Then then I'll sell you out. But we can all. Everybody can be bought. Everyone has a price. Everyone has a yes. price. Well, of course, the big news for us is, of course, we're heading to shore leave. And next week, uh, we fully expect to be uh, podcasting from there, maybe doing some YouTube updates. I'm going to try and throw a YouTube address at your direction sometime so that you so you listeners can maybe get live updates, even some video updates. Not that <clears throat> I would consider my face video friendly, but uh, you just might have to put up with it if you want some shore leave news. Isn't that right, Miles? That's right. We may not be the prettiest sci-fi guys, but we're... Uh uh, a couple of the smartest. Yep, yep, yep. And you, uh, you wouldn't want to meet us in a back alley, but that is true. <laughs> at least miles. 
But anyways, uh, in uh, we of course just a few pieces of news here before we get into everything. We of course have my sci-fi store dot com. will take you to the store. There's tons of new items on there that I just listed. A lot of new videos being released. Uh, I think the Stargate Atlantis DVDs that were just released today are there, and a bunch of other stuff. We of course have sci-fi fanboys dot com and sci- the sci-fi guys, which will take you to our show notes. And um, I believe that's about it. We are not going to talk about Transformers this week. We initially, I think, said we were going to do that. Right, Miles? Yeah, but I haven't seen it yet. I'll probably see it tomorrow. Yeah, so I see it. And, well, and so maybe early next week we'll, we'll, we'll phone in with some sci-fi news and that, or we'll do some sort of review. So if you have not called in or emailed in your thoughts on Transformers 2, we would love to have that. We have a lot of people um, responding in the poll uh, as far as – as far as what you think of the actual episode, um, I, I even have that poll up. I have uh, a lot of people that are saying it's a good, entertaining movie, but it's not the best this year. A few people that have done some of the other categories, it's awesome. I'm going to see it again. A couple people saying, eh, it's okay. It's just machines beating on machines. And a couple of people saying, eh, if you want to rent it, if you want to see it, rent it. And uh, one person said it's the worst movie ever. So, wow. Yeah, so it's a full gamut. Full gamut. But right now, uh, the people, the one that's winning is, it's a good movie. Entertaining movie, not the best this year. But and gonna, we can at least say it's, it's doing very well at the box office. Yeah, we're going to talk about that in our news in just a sec. Well, Miles, do you want to give us the, um, we're holding off and giving you the trivia answer for last week's trivia question because it's kind of short between the time we recorded the two episodes here. Plus, it kind of plays into the idea that we're going to the Shore Leave Convention next week. Miles, do you want to give us a trivia question for next week? Sure. It was, it was in the theme of sci-fi conventions. The question was, uh, what was the first TV, what was the TV show that first inspired uh, sci-fi conventions, and what year did it take place? Yes. And uh, so, if you want to let us know what you the answers to that, you can Twitter us. Uh, you Twitter us. You can send an email to Zogmod, Zogpod at gmail.com or call 206-600-4824 and give us your answer. And um, we will talk about those answers in the show next week. Anyone knows about our show, short leave or anything else? I mean, no, other I than other than the menu tonight, uh, which, of course, is we're going to be talking just about some news. But what we're, what we're really excited about – are three interviews, and we might even have more, but right now we have three interviews scheduled for Shore Leave that I know that Miles and I are really excited about, and we're going to talk about them uh, toward the end of the podcast. What is this news thing they speak of? It's massive! It's big! News! Well, um, those of you who are uh, interested in the DC comic genre and are fans of uh, Justice League, the animated cartoon that was out a couple years ago, uh, you know they've, they've been releasing some DVDs, um, sort of standalone episodes of uh, the whole Justice League universe. The most recent one was um, uh, Doomsday, uh, sort of a animated um, version of the, the comic book years ago where Doomsday killed Superman. Uh, they also did one on Wonder Woman, but here they're doing one on um, Superman, Batman, uh, Public Enemies. Premise is uh, Lex Luthor is the President of the United States. And somehow there is a uh, kryptonite uh, asteroid coming to Earth, and Superman is going to get blamed for this. Uh, so Superman and Batman are teaming up to deal with this comet and just to deal with Luke Floor. And it's coming out. It'll be released in September of this year. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Good. So what? Uh, so uh, I've never seen him. I have the uh, – oh, what was the other one? The Justice – 
the title eludes me at the moment, but it was where they sort of were did it where the superheroes when it was released when they first came out or when they would have been around. So they did this one movie uh, where that actually the superheroes were around in the fifties. Right. So they dealt with um, the Vietnam War, um, but it wasn't an alien bad guy they dealt with. It was a, it was a, a malevolent uh, bad guy on Earth called the Source that they were dealing with. <laughs> Superman Doomsday was pretty good. Uh, our, our, one of our guys, you and I like uh, um, Adam Baldwin did the voice of Superman for that one. Right. And oftentimes with these these standalone movies, they'll get some some notable guest stars to do the voices for uh, uh, the superheroes and the bad guys. Which makes them even better. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, in other news, uh, Frank Darabont, I think I'm pronouncing it right, Darabont maybe, maybe the T is silent, uh, is uh, not giving up on making Fahrenheit 451. Now, Miles, did you ever see the old Fahrenheit 451? No, I haven't. Uh, in it, it, it was pretty. It was, I guess, it was good for its day. But if you watch it now, you can see like the people hanging on wires as they're flying through the air. There was some really bad filming editing in it. The story, of course, it's hard to ruin that story. The storyline holds up real well as far as book burning and knowledge and all that. So it'll be good to see that. But um, he apparently is still planning on making it. Although it's not yet, and he, this guy must be really into Ray Bradbury, who wrote Fahrenheit 451. He's a producer on director Zack Snyder's proposed adaptation of The Illustrated Man. Mm-hmm. So both of those are Bradbury stuff. And if you want more information, we'll have links in the show notes for that. Well, Virtuality came out last Friday on Fox. I was anticipating. I know that you were anticipating it also. However, the ratings for it honestly were. Not not good at all to the point where uh, it's been speculated that uh, it's, this is not going to launch into a TV series. Yeah, it's, uh, it was pretty low. What was it? Yeah, one point eight, one point eight million. Yeah, really low. Yeah, less than two million viewers. They said. No, what, I, what I know is, we're, you know, is that counting people who TVoted or or yeah, DVR? I was going to say, is there some? Are they, are they including? It doesn't sound like they're including the time shifted viewers in that. Right. Which uh, so. you would you would think that they would do that, but they 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 aren't at least at this point. I, it's it's hard to say because what uh, Dollhouse was certainly down in the lower ratings for a Friday night show. I don't know if they were quite that low, but they were they were low, and so was the Saracana Chronicles, and one got picked up and one got axed. So yeah, so who knows? Uh, I of course saw saw that movie. Miles hasn't finished it yet. There were some things I really liked about it. There were some things I have questions on, but I think we're going to wait to talk about that till next week when you've watched it, Miles. It makes sense. Okay. Maybe we can make next week our Terminator, our Terminator, our Transformers and Virtuality uh, show. Okay, and kind of uh, do it then. But but that's um, it was good. I, I wish I wish it would continue, but because uh, I think there's possibility. I know that Miles, your initial impression, Miles, is of course you didn't really hook up with the characters, right? No, I didn't, and maybe maybe I will after I watch the whole thing. I've watched about half of it, right? Um, but we'll see. We'll talk about it more next week. But okay. But anyways, it doesn't look good for it. That's all. Uh, Warehouse yeah. thirteen, of course, is um, coming out July seventh. So by the time we do our next show, it might even have aired by that point. As well as on July tenth, the first day of shore leave, we have the return of Eureka. So if you are Eureka fans, that's good news for you. And Warehouse thirteen, of course. We no one knows if they're really fans or not because it hasn't aired yet. But we, we of course, know the show has potential, and we're looking forward to that. Anything more? You're so are you going to be okay. watching uh, Warehouse Thirteen and Eureka, Miles? 
Um, I'm probably not going to watch Eureka. I, I, I didn't get into it early on, but I will I will watch uh, Warehouse 13, though. That, that interests me. It interests me. I'm probably going to be doing it on Hulu. I'm looking at canceling my satellite eventually. So, but, oh. if, I, but, it, but if not, I, I'm going to at least uh, check it out. Uh, talking about sh- shows I haven't watched yet, I began watching Jericho. Okay. Uh, and it was that post-apocalyptic thing and watching it on Netflix. Uh, it's pretty good. It was a CBS show. I, we were thinking it was an HBO show, but I think it was a CBS show. I think we're talk- we got confused with uh, Jeremiah. Oh, Jeremiah. I, I'm, I'm, I, haven't, I haven't even heard of that show. So. Yeah, Jeremiah had um, Malcolm Jamal Warner and Luke Perry. Okay. All right. Yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, uh, Jeremiah's worth checking out. Okay, it was. What's it about? It's uh, post-apocalyptic wor- uh, world uh, where there's a thing called the Great Death, uh, where this kills all the adults, and so it's like 13 years later in the world after that, and w- w- what the world looks like after the Great Death. Right. Uh, right. Did you say some virus or something killed? Uh, all, you know all the adults on the earth or something. Oh, well, good, good. All right. And I guess our last piece of news then, of course, is talking about Transformers. Now we aren't going to talk about the movie itself, but, uh, I guess it's notable. What miles? Well, it's very, it's notable because it, it has a powerful opening. Um, uh, it's just- ever 200 million. It brought in and mm-hmm. it's behind. I think the only one that's behind is the dark Knight, which opened with 203 million. So it wasn't even that far behind. It, uh, I guess it, it was the biggest opening weekend of the year, surpassing the 85.1 million debut of X-Men Origins. I didn't know that Origins did better than Star Trek its first week, but. I, I didn't either. I thought, uh. I thought Star Trek would be up there, but. Right. So at, at least the screen, it's gonna, you know, I would think it, with, with that kind of, um, huge opening, it's gonna, you know, they're, they're definitely thinking for a third movie. Oh, and I, I would definitely think that that's probably that's probably where we're headed too. And you know, I did see it, and Miles didn't, which we're going to be talking about next week. I liked the movie; I enjoyed it. I walked out entertained. So that's at least uh, that's at least my uh, my my take in that. So, mm-hmm. so I believe that's it for news. Anything else in news that we should be uh, chatting about? Well, let me ask you this about Transformers. Did you like the first one better than the second one? I liked the second one better than the first one. Really? Okay. Because I, yeah. I, I really like the first one, so uh, maybe this will blow my expectations. Yeah, maybe. And, then, you know, that's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But Okay, well, let's move into uh, the rest of our show. Now, Miles and I are ecstatic because this next week, or actually, what is it, 12 days from now, 11 days from now, we will be at Shore Leave 31. Now, we're excited because it's, of course, a sci-fi convention that's going to have tons and tons of crap to see and visit. Uh, but we're excited as well because we are getting the chance to interview three people, three uh, notables when it comes to science fiction. And um, the first person that we're going to be interview is interviewing is Vanessa Angel. And, Miles, have you ever seen Vanessa Angel in anything that you can think of? I'm familiar with her work, but I uh, I haven't really followed um, the TV shows that she's been in. Right. Now, Weird Science is, a, is probably the longest-running TV show she's been in, and she, of course, has been in a lot of uh, sci-fi movies, uh, probably both good and bad, knowing them. She's in an upcoming movie called The Mars Shuttle Mur- Murders, which has no release date. It's in pre-production, right, Miles? 
Yeah. And um, she's listed on the Shoreleaf site as being known for her role in um, in Stargate, um, the first Stargate, SG-1. And uh, we're excited about – I'm excited about this because I was a huge SG-1 watcher. I uh, still love the episodes. And you, by the way, can watch her episodes on IMDb if you go to her IMDb site. You can go down and scroll down to the Stargate stuff. You'll be able to see it. And you can actually watch full episodes and see her there. And she's quite good. She is a major character in the three episodes that she was in. The one episode titled Divide and Conquer. The next one, Crossroads. And the next one, Upgrades. And they were subsequent – they were like two – they were like sub- subsequent episodes. They appeared in succession. And so she's a major character for three episodes of the 20-episode uh, season or so. So I don't know. It was a um, – and she she does very well in it. So we're really excited. Uh, I'm really excited about interviewing her. Uh, I don't know. Any thoughts on that, Miles? Any – you mentioned a trivia. What was the trivia on her that you had? Yeah, she she was originally supposed to um, be Xena in, uh, in, in a Xena TV show in, in the – that was back in the '90s. However, because of uh, illness, she was not able to do it, and so Lucy Lawless was uh, got that role. Yeah, and that kind of that was good for Lucy Lawless, certainly. And yeah. um, that launched her career. It, yeah. it, you know what? It, it doesn't seem to have stopped Vanessa Angel. I mean, you go to her IMDb site; she has tons of stuff she's been in. So, yeah, she, she's still getting work. There's no problem with that. Yeah, no, she definitely she definitely has. All right, well, let's move into the second person that we're going to be interviewing. And do you want to introduce him? Yeah, uh, Ethan Phillips, uh, notable probably because he was um, Neelix from Star Trek Voyager, lasted seven years. I would prefer to be alone. Okay, all right, far be it from me to bother anyone. If you really want me to leave, I'll leave. I really want you to leave. I don't believe you. Your voice says go away, but your heart wants me to make you smile. Please, go away. Come on! A little smile! How is it gonna hurt? I won't tell anyone. What must I do to convince you to stop? Just a little itty-bitty smile. Just let the mouth curl a little then. (laughs) There's an old Talaxian song my mother used to sing me as a child. I'm going to sing it to you every day from now on. Um, also, back in the early 80s, he was um, he had the role in the, in the ben- Benson TV show that was on ABC. But uh, he's been doing some sci-fi stuff himself um, last 15 years or so. Also, he was in an episode in Star Trek uh, Next Generation where he played a Ferengi and in Star Trek Enterprise where he played a Ferengi also. If, if you've seen the movie um, uh, The Island with uh, starring Ewan McGregor and Scarlett Johansson, uh, he, he had a role in that, too. He played one of the clones. Oh, yeah, that's, that was right. that's right. That's right. I don't know. I'm kind of interested, I'm kind of interested in meeting him, but uh, you're obviously more familiar with him just from your Star Trek background than I would be from my Stargate and Star Wars background. I probably have seen him in episodes. I'm actually going to try to find an episode that I can watch, so I'm at least somewhat familiar with him. But. Okay. And, of course, the last person that we landed an interview with was with Robert Picardo. And Miles and I are both excited about this guy. I'm excited, of course, from his Stargate background as Richard Woolsey, I believe his name is, in both Stargates, Stargate SG-1 and Stargate Atlantis. How'd it go? Well, they've managed to stop the bleeding, but he's lost a lot of blood. Is he awake yet? No, he's in a coma. He's a light coma. I mean, I figure he should recover, barring any you know, complications. I hear Dr. Keller didn't perform the surgery. No. No, she excused herself. She said she wasn't feeling well. 
What's wrong with her? Well, you got me. I mean, she's been acting strange all day. She's like aloof, distracted. I found her wandering Atlantis looking lost. You know, got her to the infirmary, but she just stood there like she'd never held a scalpel before. Where is she now? She's in her quarters resting. Dr. Beckett is due back soon. I'll have him examine her for any possible contagion or, God forbid, another one of those parasitic organisms. Better safe than sorry. Any leads yet as to who might have done this to Dr. Zelenka? No witnesses, no sign of struggle. I want a full investigation. Use every resource, no stone unturned. One of our people is lying in a coma. It's a light coma. And I want to know who's responsible. No word on whether or not he'll make an appearance on Stargate Universe, but uh, he was good. He's one of these guys that when he initially appears, is that you don't like him. Uh, and that, they, 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 he does a great job acting and making you not like him. You're not supposed to like this guy because he's into everything. He's a government agent. You hate government agents because he's not he's not the type of agent that you like. He's a, he's the type of government agent that's like the IRS and he audits everything. He wants to make sure that you're that everything's up to code. He's an, he's not the type that you, that you want running around your place ruining all your fun. And that's what he seems to do. So well, that's least, and, and that's that's what he does at least in Stargate. Go ahead, Miles. Well, in, in Star Trek Voyager, you know, it, um, he plays this holographic doctor. What happens is when the ship gets sent 70,000 light years to the Delta Quadrant, uh, the, ship's, the original ship's doctor is killed, and uh, they have actually have an, a, a holographic doctor. And he has very little people skills, uh, very little bedside manner, but his character gets to develop throughout the seven years, and so he gets those things, and, um, I mean, He's probably one of the most favorite characters on the show because some of the some of the humor that's come out of his mouth. But um, very similar situation. He was not, you know, the character. You know, the characters of the show didn't, didn't like the doctor because of his lack of uh, bedside manner um, and uh, um, just you know he was not. He was rather abrupt um, with people um, and. Um, but 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 the beautiful thing was that his character got to develop uh, for also for the first few seasons his character was only re- relegated to the um, the sick bay um, or maybe the holodeck but um, he couldn't he couldn't go on away missions because he's hologram. However, they stumbled upon some futuristic technology later on during the series this this small mobile mirror that he could wear uh, so he can go on away missions and leave the ship whenever he wants to. So yeah, he. he so I'm excited because he's, his connection to Star Trek. But if you look at his IMDb page, he, he has done a lot. Um, he did two episodes of Smallville. He did an episode of Chuck. Uh, some of you might remember Gremlins 2. He was in Gremlins 2. He was also That's in that right. movie Inter, Inner Space with um, uh, Dennis Quaid and uh, Martin Short. So he, 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 he's a very you know, a long story career. Right, right. So those are the three people that we're going to be interviewing, and we're very excited about interviewing all of those. If you And what we want to do is have you listeners, if you have any questions that you would like us to ask, either Vanessa Angel, Robert Picardo, or Ethan Phillips, we would love to have you either email us, let us know those questions, uh, Twitter us, and let us know uh, those questions, or call in and let us know those questions. We really want to ask the questions that you want us to be asking, as well as we'll be putting in some of our own spin, of course, onto it. But we want to be asking questions that represent you, uh, what your interests are, and what do you want to know about these guys, either careers or about their characters that they played. 
And uh, this is a sci-fi convention, so in spite of the, the fact that they've done other work that's been not sci-fi related, they obviously are going to be focusing on their sci-fi related work. And they want to hear from you, the fans, and we want to hear from you so we can convey that to them. Right, Miles? Absolutely. Uh, this is a chance for you as the listening audience to um, – if you can't make it to this convention but something you want to ask them, um, we, we can help you with that. We can, we can, so this is a good way to interact with them. So by all means, let us know your questions, and we want to uh, and we want to share them with the people they're going to be interviewing. We will try. I'll try to keep some updates on the on the actual dining at the end of the universe site, and let you know if there's any other people that we're going to be interviewing and anyone else that you want to ask questions off of. So, so I don't know. I don't have much more, Miles. Are we uh, are we good for a show here? I think we're good for a show. We're gonna have, but uh, we're gonna have some exciting stuff to talk, talk about in a couple of weeks uh, after the convention's over. Yeah, well, most definitely, and we might even we're gonna try and put one up next week. We'll see how our schedule goes, but of course, yeah. we're gonna be anticipating shore leave, and we might yep. be doing some stuff live from shore leave. And I'm not sure we'll be doing it in a podcast format or not, but we'll be doing a lot of recording and you know releasing the stuff after that, and uh, maybe trying to do some live YouTube stuff. So, I believe that's about it, Miles. So I believe that's it. So I'm going to sign off. And listeners, uh, good night and good luck.